Hey strangers, this is Ash. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to Kaiser Johnson, who plays the evil Russian on Stranger Things Season 3. We talk about working out, that sweet, wispy purple tank top, Die Hard, and more. It is super fun, and he is a great guy. I hope you guys enjoy this interview. He spoke to us from his home in his amazing sound booth as a voiceover actor. He sounds mwah, phenomenal. So thanks for everybody for your support. I hope you like this episode, and um, guys... Get ready to sweat. Hi, this is Kaiser Johnson. I play the evil Russian on Stranger Things, and this is the Upside Down Podcast. being on the podcast today. I'm really excited to talk to you. That's my pleasure. I'm excited to talk with you as well. So so let's go ahead and let's get started and talk about that evil Russian in season three. This character is so great for so many reasons. How did you get cast for that role? Uh, yeah. So basically my agent in uh, Atlanta, it was funny. I was listening to uh, Andre Evchenko's interview the other day and uh, it was a very similar sort of a thing. You know, we got this, this breakdown that said basically, hey, we're casting a bunch of Russian speaking roles. So he Here's, you know, six pages of sides. Can you do these uh, both in English uh, with a Russian accent and then uh, do them in Russian? I speak a couple languages. Russian is not one of them. So it was it was uh, very challenging. And and um, but uh, then, you know, like a month later, I got a, a call back to read for a specific uh, role in, in in Stranger Things. And so I read for that and then, you know, didn't hear anything for a couple of months. And I was like, oh, I guess just, you know, one of those things you not hearing back. So, but then they said, Hey, can you hold, you know, like the next six months? We're not sure when we're going to get to those scenes. And I was like, wait, but am I, did I get cast? What's, what's, what's going on here? And, uh, my agent was like, yeah, well, we think so. We're not sure. We think so. And then, <laughs> uh, then I got called and they said, all right, can you, uh, you know, be here, be on set next week. And then we'll, you know, we'll do a fitting and we'll, uh, we'll get you going. And I was like, so, so I got I got cast then, and my agent said, uh, "Yeah, I guess so. I guess so," which was great because Stranger Things is, uh, you know, bar none, my favorite show. So there's nothing more exciting than getting to be a part of your favorite show. So. But at that point, did you know who you were being cast as? No, not really. I mean, they didn't have. I, I mean, the the signs that I did in my second audition were actually what. Uh, was ended up being in there, but you know it was all mock sides, uh, and you know Stranger Things has done that from the beginning. Is um, do mock sides kind of in the tone of of the show? Um, you know, I think the first couple of years they used uh, like Stand by Me and and something else, um, maybe ET or something. I forget. Uh, and then there was stuff from like Independence Day, and uh, I think it was Casino Royale or something that they used for the third season. So I didn't really know until. Until I signed my non-disclosure agreement on set on the day and got my actual sides that, uh, who, you know, what the role was and, and uh, got all my lines. So so you said you spoke a couple of languages. What are some of the languages you speak? I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I speak uh, Spanish pretty well. I speak uh, German all right. And uh, I can fake uh, Italian and French okay. <laughs> so... Are you a singer yeah. by any chance? Uh, I sing a little. I, I have a, a a decent baritone and uh, and can do some some stuff. I'm not a professional singer by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I have some friends who are opera singers, and it's kind of a requirement that you be able to speak every language, like just yeah. a little bit. And so I was curious. Yes, yeah, yeah. You got to be able to do German, Italian, and some French if you're going to be a, an opera singer, I suppose. But uh, yeah, no, I I am not a professional singer. 
Stranger Things does a really great job of paying homage to the best of the 1980s. Uh, you know, when I saw your character, it was just so good. The blonde wavy <laughs> wig, the sunglasses, that man in black wardrobe. It, it really worked. I'm curious. Um, we talked to Amy Paris, who does the costumes, and we've also talked She's to Kim, uh, Kat, who does the hair. Right. How many costume looks did they you know, go through with you before they landed on the one that finally appeared in the show? Yeah, I think we must have done, we must have tried a half a dozen uh, different costume ideas. And then, yeah, Amy ended up sewing the, <laughs> it's, it seems odd to, to talk about sewing it, but, but the, that uh, tank top was, you know, I mean, it's, it's basically like fishnet, but, but uh, she sewed that uh, by hand, you know, did, did that, made that costume piece uh, custom. And then similarly, you know, with the hair, you know, the, the hair department was working on a couple of things and they, you know, gave an option and, you know, did gave me a little trim and style and all that kind of stuff. And then they sent a picture to the Duffer Brothers. And uh, one thing that I'm sure, you know, other people have mentioned is that the Duffer Brothers really have an amazingly clear vision of what they're looking for in everything. And, you know, part of it is because they're, they're very intentionally paying homage to all these different things that they remember from, you know, the great 80s films and 80s TV shows, uh, you know, of their childhood. And so, you know, they texted a picture of it uh, to the Duffer Brothers and they texted right back and they said, no, 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 this is specifically what we're going for. Do this. And they went, oh, okay, great. And so, um, then they cut a wig special, uh, for me and, and got it all set up and yeah it was really uh, and so uh, that's where the the look ended up was uh, kind of the the meeting of those two elements of you know costume and, and hair so how long did that process take because you said that you didn't know exactly who you were going to be until you know the day that you arrived on set was that done in one day or was you know that over time uh so yeah the the previous day the day right before shooting i did uh, uh costume and, and hair and makeup and so i mean i had i knew what role i had auditioned for um but i didn't quite know what it was going to look like and what my actual lines were until the day of but getting to uh you know get in costume and and get the hair figured out it was like okay i think i think i'm understanding you know what we're doing here so um i <laughs> started preparing myself somewhat for that uh when you're so i know a little bit about film and tv but one of the things mm -hmm. i've always wondered is and i just never thought to ask when you're followed through the mall by Stephen Dustin there's a lot of movement between you and the extras and right. I was curious how does that work do you do a run through with the extras or are they you know essentially just told to clear a path when they see you coming in general I mean it really depends um, in in this instance Sean Levy really is great at kind of orchestrating things uh, he was the director of the episode that I did you know and so he really did a good job of saying okay so here's where these people are going to clear and then here, but then basically just make a path for Kaiser and, and, uh, move through. And then we, we ran through it once and, um, and, you know, did it at full speed and went, went right through and then, uh, and then we shot it. So, but, uh, yeah, so there's, there's a little bit of both where basically going, here's where everyone should be. But if you notice that, uh, that you're going to run into him, get out of the way, <laughs> but make it look natural. So how did it work when you were coming up the escalator? Was there somebody with a handheld camera in front of you or how did that shot happen? Gosh, I seem to remember. I don't remember if they, if they shot that steady cam or if that was, if they had actually set it up low on the ground, but that was a lot of fun too, because, um, Sean turned on, you know, the Stranger Things music uh, as we're doing it because, you know, that that scene, you know, that shot, at least there's no dialogue. And so we don't they didn't need to get sound for that. And so it really just set the mood of like he's like, OK, you know, here's kind of what I want from you. And uh, and then just feel the music and let's go. And uh, and so that was that was so much fun to just I, I had a hard time not smiling because I was like, this is so cool. This is so cool. This is so cool. As, uh, as I was coming up the escalator there. What was it like to be so, on that Starcourt Mall just to see? Th that was incredible. I mean, you know, it really was, you know, it was a 
a quarter of this this whole mall out in uh gosh it was Conyers, Georgia or, or Duluth, Georgia, something like that. And, uh, just outside of Atlanta. And, um, there, you know, they really took over the mall. And, and again, it just made me realize, you know, like the, the green room, you know, where, where we would sit between takes, uh, and stuff was, it was set up in this, this jewelry shop in the mall. And it really just struck me with how, again, how much attention to detail, uh, everybody puts into this show because, you know, there were, there were jewel cases spinning around in the back that had, watches and it was like not a single thing in there was from later than 1985 and it was like no one no one is ever going to see this in the show but they just want to make sure that when you are in that world and when their actors are in that world and when the crew's in that world and when everybody's there is that you are really in it and, and you know we're doing stranger things you know for the next three months here and this is that's or next i guess they shoot longer than that <laughs> a lot longer than that but when you're there you're there and that's the world you're in and i thought that was so so cool and so exciting that every inch of it was stuff that I vaguely remember from, you know, from uh, when I was a kid and stuff, all these <laughs> stores that aren't there anymore, uh, businesses that don't exist anymore. And, um, but were really big and, and such an iconic part of, you know, mall culture in the eighties. So it was, it was a lot of fun. How many times did you have to shoot your scenes? Mm. The, let's see, we, I mean, we did it all in one day. And as far as the, the stuff that I was shooting and most of it, I would say towards the second half of the day. So we shot, you know, cause, cause there are a lot of sort of tricky camera things that, they, you know, where they're, you know, they're spotting me from across, uh, you know, the, the whole mall there and, and then tracking with me. Um, and so there's, there's moves that, uh, you know, you, you got to hand it to the, the camera department because those guys, you know, were on it. And, you know, we only did a few takes of, of most setups to really uh, get it. And then doing the later scene, you know, in the, uh, in the jazzercise studio and that kind of thing, you know, we only had to do, I would say, I would say we'd probably did two, three, maybe four shots for every one of the, the or takes for each one of the shots that I was in. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty efficient. These guys are good. <laughs> so, so your big scene is, you know, you arrive at the Jazzercise studio, you pull out your giant silver radio from your blue bag, and it's revealed that you're, you know, a coach, and you reveal that wispy purple tank top, which is perfection. It was so yeah. funny. <laughs> I was yeah. curious, did you come up with the way that you like sway and pump your hips for the ladies when you're like isolation, ladies, or was that direction or or in the script? Yeah, so the that's a good question. The um so yeah, I think the the lines in the script were, you know, just the first couple of ones that I say and then Sean was like, and then just after that just make it your own for the next like 5 minutes and just go. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, I guess that's what we're doing. And so it was a ton of fun to just, you know, just lead this aerobics class and um make it up and so yeah, the the uh, just isolate now. Yeah, feel down in your down in your loins. All that stuff was just <laughs> stuff that we that you know, I made up right then as as I got further into this whole uh jazzercise class and uh, as if we went through the whole couple of songs so uh and yeah and then we did it again and Sean was like yeah do, do the loins part again do that <laughs> it's so, so yeah. funny because it it was like so unexpected I mean when they were following you through the mall <laughs> you thought something was gonna happen but you weren't yeah like, that's not what I thought was gonna happen I yeah. love that uh my my pal Carolyn she plays Mrs. Winnie Klein on season yes, three yeah. she's in the she's group so of the nice. ladies yeah she's the best um yeah 
And the only thing I really wanted to see was I wanted to see Mrs. Wheeler in that class. Was Did you have a chance <laughs> to maybe interact with any of the other cast? And if not, was there someone that you wish you could have had a scene with? Yeah, you know, remarkably, the a lot of a lot of the cast was there on set. Um, it, it really seems like, uh, you know, again, I was only there for two days, um, but it really seems like everybody really gets along very well there and and likes to be there. So uh, a lot of people who were on their days off, uh, a lot of cast members, you know, still showed up and uh, and spent some time there. So I, you know. Uh, had lunch with with Maya and Finn, and both just you know super super nice human beings, and uh, you know obviously Joe and uh, Gaten were there, and um, just everybody was was so cool and, uh, and and really nice, and so I got to meet most everybody. Um, David uh, Harbor showed up just for a little bit to to watch, and uh, he's I I'm a big fan of the work that that he does, and so I you know all, it would be fun to to have a scene with him. That would be really cool, but and and uh, I'm from. Minneapolis, Minnesota area uh, originally, so it'd be fun to to spend more time with uh, with Winona Ryder, but because uh, she's you know from Minnesota, but yeah, it was really cool just to yeah, I really did get to meet uh, a lot of the a lot of the cast and get to uh, spend some time with them, and, and it was uh, it was really cool. Everyone's you know great person, stand up professional, and um, uh, works hard and and is just fun to be around. So how great is it that your scene on the show was a little under two minutes, but it had such an enormous impact on the fandom? I, I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, I mean, it was, that's, I so looked forward to, you know, when I, when I first did the audition, um, I was like, gosh, I hope it turns out a lot like this because that's going to be such a, a memorable thing. And, um, you know, I, I didn't realize until, you know, I got my sides later that it was going to be such a, a, a 180 turnaround there. If you think that, you know, he's this evil Russian that they've been looking for. And then, uh, then it turns around to totally something else. Um, so that was, that was exciting too. Cause I was like, this is, <laughs> this is certainly going to be a memorable part of the show. And, you know, stranger things does such a great job of setup and payoff. And this was a fun, different kind of a setup and payoff where they set you up totally to think one thing and they twist it another direction. Uh, but in a funny way, instead of like a, you know, the usual thrilling and, and intense way. So it's it was a ton of fun to get to do that and to be a part of a part of this because again it was you know my favorite show uh, and so to go to have a, a fun cool part in in a show like this is like I can't imagine anything better so it's cool because we follow obviously Stranger Thing Reddit forums and there was one that was just you know who was that guy who was that guy they were trying to find you know your your name and I'm not sure if you're aware but there's a Reddit forum called by far the best arc this season and it's just a giant photo of you so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna read you some of the comments um, please do one of the commenters says you know I still like to think that he was actually a Russian agent who just really enjoyed Jazzercise on the side which I thought was really good and That's great. Somebody said I legit thought this was Guy Pierce for a minute, which a hundred percent. Do you get that a lot? Boy, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I would uh, <laughs> I would have collected hundreds, literally hundreds of dollars. I've heard that a lot. Not a bad comparison. No, it's not. Not. I remember watching LA Confidential for the first time and going. Oh wow, yeah, no, I just I really do look a lot like Guy Pierce. And that's just how I would have acted that scene too. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Another commenter said, I was waiting for him to show up all season. That would have been great. You know, I thought that too. I thought you might make another appearance. You know, I I thought so maybe at, at one point too, because you know, when I was there on set the one day, then they while I was there, they asked my agent, Hey, you know, what is he doing for the rest of 
the year basically uh, for the rest of our shooting schedule. And I was like, Oh, does this mean I'm, I'm coming back or, you know, what is the situation here? So, but you know, obviously uh, the rest of se- season three passed and uh, I did not make a return, but uh, it's a fun idea. Good, yeah. good idea, fans. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and the last fan says he needs his own story arc next season. Which <laughs> I, I totally agree. I feel like there's still a way that, you know, we've seen the season four trailer. We know that Hopper's in Russia. Maybe right. you make an appearance. Maybe you just walk by in the background and we're like, it's the Jazzercise <laughs> guy. He is evil. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a lot of fun. I would love it. Um, yeah. Let's see. Now, I was looking at your your past history, and you've done a lot in the entertainment world. You act, you write, you do voiceovers. I love that you did Days of Our Lives. I used to watch. <laughs> I used to watch that with my grand, so I found that really enjoyable. What yeah. What is one of your favorite mediums to do? Oh gosh. Uh, I mean, I only do the ones I like. So I guess I, you know, I like all of them. You know, I love acting on camera, and and I've you know I've done a lot of theater, and that's that's where I. My, my background is, you know, growing up, I started acting in like mm, sixth or seventh grade, something like that, and uh, in, in Minneapolis. And um, so did a lot of theater there and then went to school for th- uh, I got a Bachelor of Fine Arts in, in acting University of Minnesota Duluth. So, that you know, theater school. And so I love that. I mean, there's something so exciting and, and thrilling about doing about live performance. But I love love acting on camera and getting the opportunity to create a character, especially with television. That's, that's one of the reasons that I like TV so much is, you know, I haven't done a lot of, uh, roles that are like long, long-term roles, but what an exciting thing to get to come back to the same character and explore more depth to the same character over, you know, a whole season or sometimes seasons and seasons of something. That's something that I like to watch certainly. And so, uh, and, and it's fun to get an opportunity to revisit a character again and again. And voiceover is, is I have a lot of fun doing that. It's, it's a totally different thing in a lot of ways from, from on camera acting because it's, you know, you're doing all this stuff with your voice. And a lot of times, you know, when you're doing, uh, with a voiceover, they're animating to your voice, uh, if it's animation or some, you know, with, um, with like video games and that kind of thing, it's performance to your voice. And so, you know, the performance of the visual is happening, uh, after you've done the, the voiceover. And so, you've got to give them stuff to work with. Whereas, you know, when you're acting on camera, you're doing all of the, the stuff. And so, uh, what the performance is just going to be what it's going to be. But half of your performance is determined by what somebody else hears in what you've said, um, in a voiceover. So it's, it, that's kind of a, a fascinating and very different thing as well. So, uh, and writing, you know, I, I love writing. I've, I've written, sketch comedy and uh, a couple of features and I've written, I've done a lot of sketch comedy writing and, uh, and then, you know, I've written a couple of uh, nonfiction books and right now I'm working on a, uh, on a pulp adventure fiction novel and, uh, hopefully part of a series. So it's all, all of it is, is so much fun to get to. And that, that I think is one where there's so much of an aspect of, of you're creating from nothing, uh, essentially starting from zero and, and really, um, coming up with everything. So it's exciting and terrifying to, to do that. I saw that in your voiceover work, you do uh, some work for another 1980s phenomenon, the Transformers. What is that like? <laughs> yes, that was that was great. I mean, it's it's so cool to get to you know jump into to a franchise like that, you know, because there's this again, there's almost 40 years of of history to to Transformers, and uh, especially you know in this in this new you know the Netflix series, it's a chapter that we haven't really seen before in, in transformers of, you know, this, this war for Cybertron and the beginning of, of all of this uh, conflict. So that's really exciting to get to be a part of, of that. And again, something that, that was 
a small part of, of my childhood, but, you know, going, oh, this is so cool to, to get to, to be a part of, of, of all that. So yeah, very exciting. Do you ever do any improv comedy? <laughs> yeah. So I, I used to do a lot, a lot more of it. I was on, uh, in, in Los Angeles on a, on an improv team that you know, there's a couple of main, uh, improv houses there. You know, there's UCB and there's, uh, there was improv Olympic, uh, for a long time, but then they eventually just, uh, just, couple like a year and a half ago here shut it down and uh but that was where i did a lot of my shows was uh at, at improv olympic and um uh so i, I did that for, i was on a main stage team there for like three years so i definitely have a lot of fun doing it and, and comedy improv whenever i get a chance to to improvise especially if i'm getting a chance to improvise after we've like uh, on a on a scripted thing and then they go all right well go ahead and have fun now after this yeah. um <laughs> that's great and it's it's a lot of fun to get to do that and sometimes sometimes it happens uh you know in voiceover too where they'll go okay well we got that are there other things you want to try so like a couple of video games i've uh <laughs> done my own stuff on and and yeah you know after we after we get all the lines that they want they go all right well what is there anything you want to do and i'll go yeah this seems like this would be a fun line to put in there or here's you know another uh fun idea so let's let's try this and some of them actually end up in the game so that's cool well it seems like it worked out for you for your character in stranger things <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that I got to do, just tack on on the end, uh, they kept, which is, uh, yeah, that's great. A lot of times scenes get cut. Um, did you have any fear of that happening, or were you pretty yes. confident? I w- well, I mean, it seemed like it was such a such a fun and big thing that they wouldn't get rid of it. But I think as as an actor, you're always terrified that your favorite scene is is going to get cut, or you know, if you've got one scene, your only scene is going to get cut. Um, so <laughs> that definitely, I mean. It, until I watched it, I was like, it, it might not be there. It might not be there. It might not be there. You know, it, it came out, you know, 4th of July. And and I was like, obviously, we're going to watch this in order. We're going to make sure that that we do that. But I was in episode three. So even the first, while watching the first two and a half episodes, I was like, oh, man, I hope it's in there. I hope it's in there. I hope it's in there. <laughs> so, yeah. But thank God they kept it. We have a, we have an area where fans submit questions. We like them to feel yeah. like they're you know interacting with the cast in a way. So, hello, Miss Heather wants to know what was your favorite part of filming? All of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, it was. I mean, every part of it was so so exciting. For again, uh, it's there's so much there's so much good television out there right now. Uh, but the it, it's it's rare as an actor that you get an opportunity to be a part of your favorite show. So uh, that was like. Every minute of it, I was just like a kid in a candy shop of, you know, showing up there and, you know, getting to go to wardrobe and, uh, you know, then having the them style my character and figure out what my hair and makeup were going to be like and, and everything like that. And then stepping into Starcourt Mall and having it be like, I, okay, it's 1985. Here, here we are. You know, this is, this is really happening and getting to, to do the scene and, uh, and, and know that, that, it was going to be a really fun scene. It was going to be a, a twist that people, <laughs> I mean, if anybody expected that, I don't know how they expected because <laughs> I didn't expect that, you know? So yeah, I mean, every, I, I, I could not possibly pin down my favorite part, but, uh, I mean, it was just all, all so much fun, uh, and all my favorite part and getting to work with, with so many great people, even just for, for a day. I mean, everybody was so on board and so excited to be there. I think everybody involved is just like, yep, this is the best job ever. So, yeah. Plus, when you're filming, you know, it's not just you. There's, what, like 300 extras in the mall yes. walking around yeah, was, you? 
huge, huge amount of uh, extras and 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 you know dozens and dozens of uh, crew members. Everybody, every single one of which, you know, they're they're doing this. They're so good at what they do, and and everyone's working hard and and showing up and uh, and being professional. And yeah, it's great. Mills Hansen says that 80s boombox you hauled out was epic. <laughs> Do you know if it was a functioning one? It certainly was heavy enough to be a functioning one. I don't I don't know if it actually oh, Wait, wait a minute. Do I do I know if it worked? I think they might have Oh gosh, you know what? I'm trying to remember if they pressed play on it at one point. We it, you know, we didn't play from it during the show or during filming, but I want to say that they actually were like this is real and it's it it works. So I I think it worked. I'm pretty sure it did. If it if it didn't, uh, it still had all its working parts there at least. So you said when you went through the mall and you were doing your scene that Sean Levy blasted the Stranger Things theme song. Yes. When you were in the Jazzercise studio doing your workout, did they blast Wham? What were they playing to get you guys no, in the mood? Yeah, the that one we so even though it, Wham's what you know what ends up uh it, it what ended up in the show the we were listening to um oh what is it we. We got the heat. What is it? Is that the song? Is that the song title? Uh, <laughs> we got know. the heat. We got the beat. I always forget. Um, oh, we got the beat. The go-go's. We got the beat. Yeah, yeah, go-go's. Yes, thank you. Um, we got the beat, and uh, so that that was what we jazzercised to for that. But yeah, we we played that through uh, a bunch of times so that we could, uh, you know, get get all get all the good shots. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Listener Christopher G wants to know: Was your look based on the baddies from the 1988 classic Die Hard? You called it. Yeah, it's uh, based on the the one um, Swedish guy who uh, who played, you know, the guy with the long. I mean, obviously, the, the guy with the super long hair. That was what you know the Duffer Brothers sent back when uh, during my hair and makeup test. They went, "Oh no, no, here, do this. Um, make him look just like this guy." So uh, yeah, right out of uh, out of Die Hard. That's what it was supposed to look like. So. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't pronounce his name, but when I was reading that Reddit thread that was talking about you, people were saying all these different theories and who they thought you were. Um, yeah. and that name kept coming up a lot. And then the other one was it's the have you ever seen the movie Hocus Pocus? I have, yeah. The, the little the bad guy, like teenager with the blonde hair, they were like, That's yeah. him grown up. That's you. <laughs> I mean, just, just to that guy is probably like 15 years older than me, maybe 20. Uh, but uh, and, and you know, fun fun fact, uh, IMDb is your friend, you guys. You can come. <laughs> it'll tell you exactly who I, who it was. Where's the fun in that? So, they can't have those debates. You know, that's a good, that's a good point. You're you're right that the you know the internet has ruined uh, all 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 debate. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Eleven Stranger Things fan wants to know what is your diet and your workout. I guess you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I mean, I've been – so, I, I mean, I, I'm i an athlete. I used to do a ton of uh, obstacle racing and, uh, you know, like uh, Spartan Tough Mudder, um, uh, that kind of thing, uh, American Ninja Warrior. And so my training was uh, focused on a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I actually – wrote a book about my training. Um, <laughs> it, so if you want, you can pick it up. It's uh, it's actually called Grit and Glory, Cross-Training Your Body and Soul. Um, it's about fitness and spirituality. And so it kind of goes into, like if you want specifics on the kind of stuff that I do, it's in there. Uh, but you know, it, generally, it's training to carry heavy things, pick myself up, you know, uh, and run uphill. Um, and, uh, and diet is just, you know, eating clean. It's something I mean, I, I'm kind of always trying new things and, and adjusting. So, you know, I'll do sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll go for a week or two of like, you know, 
keto and low carb and, and stuff. And then, but most of the time it's just trying to eat healthy, nutrient dense things, um, stuff that doesn't have an ingredient list and, um, uh, just eat a lot of it if I'm trying to gain more muscle and, uh, less of it if I'm trying to, uh, lose some weight. So, um, yeah, that's the basics of it. But if you want to, if you want more specifics, please check out my book. Grit and Glory, Cross Training Body and Soul. <laughs> I feel like you got Kaiser Johnson. <laughs> I feel like you gotta ask Kat if you can borrow the evil Russian wig and then you can uh, do like a little promo for yourself and be like, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I should really incorporate Jazzercise into more of my training. That should be something I do a lot more of than I do right now. You should definitely do some Instagram posts on it. It's so funny. Um <laughs> But okay, so that's all the questions that they submitted, except for the tape store who just said, I wanted to see more of this guy. He was hysterical. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I wanted to see more of me too. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so cool. I mean, your scene is, like I said, it's maybe a minute, 20, 29 right. seconds. And yeah. it's like, but the whole fandom was, just, this guy is so great. I hope he shows up in season four. So fingers crossed for that. Yeah. You've worked on some amazing projects. Is there a show or maybe a genre that you haven't worked in yet that you'd like to? I feel like you're set for a Marvel movie. I feel like you have yeah, that kind boy. of look. Yeah, you know, I would I would love that. It's it's funny. There's <laughs> I I did a a movie, you know, a, a pretty like very heavy drama movie and um I remember a re but I show up and kind of give some uh, a little bit of lightness towards the end of the movie. <laughs> I remember a reviewer who reviewed the whole movie and they were like, ah, I didn't really like it. It was, you know, it was not as great as I wanted it to be. And, and, uh, it was very heavy and, and that kind of thing. And then they were like, but man, Kaiser Johnson, put him in a Marvel movie because, uh, that was, he's a lot of fun. And, and, uh, you know, turns around the, the end of the movie and I was like, wow, okay, I, I'm into that. <laughs> so Marvel, I hope you were reading. They're doing so much, so much really, you know, fun stuff and really well, crafted stuff i think which is something i i really appreciate and there is this kind of fun not taking two things uh, things too seriously that they um that they do which i really appreciate at the same time i also like again i i love television so you know doing a marvel tv show uh would be a lot of fun but uh i think of like like my favorite show for a long time was was mad men and you know just this really <laughs> heavy drama like I, I like that a lot i would love to do a you know, a 20th century period drama, especially if it was, you know, even half as well written as Mad Men was. Um, and, uh, and I love, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm writing a, uh, pulp adventure novel right now. And so I love, love that idea too. And I, you know, we just don't have enough, uh, you know, 1920s and thirties <laughs> globe trotting adventure right now. So I, I would love to do something like that as well. Now, you work by coastal, right? You don't just work out of L.A. and Georgia. Where do you work? You work in a few different states? Oh, I states? work anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the business has really shifted. So, I, you know, I got into doing film and TV back in, uh, like, 2008. The industry was already starting to, to really shift then because, you know, the writer strike happened and then there was, you know, a pending uh, maybe there was going to be a SAG strike, uh, and then there was a SAG strike, but after it didn't strike, and so it was a it was a whole mess. But what happened was that in that time, the business became a lot more decentralized uh, than it had been, where it used to be like L.A., New York, those were the only places that people worked. But then, you know, this huge industry sprung up in Atlanta uh, during that time, and then, you know, there was stuff in North Carolina, and, uh, you, know, and you know, shows that went to New Mexico and more in Canada and, and all this kind of stuff. So even though, you know, I've lived in L.A. for the past 10 years, uh, 
most of the work that I've done is not in Los Angeles. You know, it's uh, you know, I've done a number of shows in Atlanta. I've done some movies in uh, like Oklahoma and Alabama and uh, and that kind of thing. So, I, you know, I just I have an agent on the East Coast. I have an agent uh, on the West Coast. And it's just where there's work up. I'll go there and do it uh, mm-hmm. as long as it's as long as it's good. You know, so. I know that you were on a staple Atlanta show, The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yes, I was. I almost didn't recognize you. You're like a chameleon. Yeah, well, it helps. You know, the the wigging helps in Stranger Things. I <laughs> I look uh, look a lot different with that, but uh, yeah, that that was a ton of fun to do too. And, and Vampire Diaries was, uh, I mean, again, you know, they they had, I came in, I think for the first episode of the eighth season, so it was like everybody everybody knew what they were doing so well. They had, had it on lockdown and everyone was so nice and so professional uh, while doing it. So it was a, a lot of fun to do that. But yeah, I've done a number of shows in, in Atlanta. Actually, I just did one right like the week before things went on lockdown. I did a show in Atlanta that uh, I don't, I, I can't say the name of yet, but it'll come out sometime. <laughs> so, well, it seems like things are slowly opening for film crews around here. So hopefully you'll be yeah. back soon and safely. Yeah. I just got an email from my agent saying, Hey, like production is actually starting on a couple of things. So, you know, get ready. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, one of the things we have is, you know, we have a lot of teen listeners and they message us all the time and they're like, Hey, how can I be on stranger things? Can you get me on the show? Can I be, <laughs> help me be Millie? And I'm like, okay, we can't, we don't have all yeah. the, all the power. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, if there was someone out there that really honestly wanted to get into acting, we always mm-hmm. like to ask for you, what steps do you think you would recommend to get them going in the right direction? Yeah. So first and foremost, and this is going to sound weird, but um, first I would say don't. Honestly, if you can see yourself being happy doing anything else at all, do that. Because the fact is, if you if you're getting into acting because you want to meet a certain celebrity or because you want to be famous or you want to make a lot of money. 99% of better than 99%, 99.99% of all people who are in acting won't have any of those things happen to them. They won't meet the celebrity that they would love to work with. They won't become rich and they won't become famous. There are easier ways to do all of those things. Um, and so if you're going to get into, into acting uh, and there's, there's, there's so much, I remember someone telling me once, look, you're, the statistics are if you book one out of about 50 auditions that you go on, um, you're doing pretty well. And so it can be really, really difficult to work through. Um, you mean you, most of what you're experiencing is rejection and unemployment. (laughs) So, um, first, if, if you can, if acting itself doesn't bring you, great joy and also feel like this is something I want to work hard for all the time and be in class all the time uh, so that I'm always getting better and I'm putting in my work, work, work every day for this, then I would do something else. But if you do fall into that category, people go, no, no, I, I, I feel like I have to do this. Like there's, there's nothing else I can picture myself being even remotely happy doing then okay, get into class. Find a good acting class. If you're in LA, there's a couple of great ones I can recommend. And actually, you know, there's one, one of my favorite classes that I've ever taken. You can actually now, it, it, there's an online uh, version of it. So actually the two I would recommend, now you can do both online because of the pandemic. They've, you know, also opened this other one up online. So Wendy Davis, write that down. Uh, she's a mentor of mine and uh, she's been a series regular on, you know, a bunch of shows and uh, she's so good. 
And as good an actor as, as she is, um, she's also a great coach. And she really just breaks down how you, because especially for TV and somewhat for film, it's, it's a writer's medium. Uh, you know, film is a, a writer's and director's medium, but the, the writers control so much in, in television, um, that Wendy Davis's uh, process is all about looking at understanding what your character is doing from the writer's perspective and leaning into that. There's, there's a lot of technical aspects to that, but yeah, you can take Wendy Davis's uh, class online. Um, I could not more highly recommend that. The other one too, as far as just getting into uh, character and, and all that kind of stuff is uh, Stan Kirsch studios. They do some great work and now they have on online classes available. Um, if you become a, a studio member there. Um, so Stan Kirsch studios, uh, Wendy Davis, both of those are wonderful resources, but always being in class, always working on uh, on on your craft. You know, you can't become a doctor without going to eight years of school and and taking time and actually doing it practically. But you have and and but a lot of people could just go, oh well, I heard that you know Rosario Dawson was discovered at a soda shop, so I'll just do that. Uh, and it's like you, it doesn't work that way most stuff, you know, most of the time. So. You, you've got to work hard at being really good. And then from there, it's, you know, you've got to find opportunities, network and meet people and, and really come from a perspective of wanting to add value for other people because you run into all the time, especially in LA. Um, but I, you know, I think it happens in, in any city where there's, there's a business or, or probably in any business of people who are, you know, they're always looking to get something. Um, and that's a, for anybody who has something to give, that's always a, a big turnoff. And so to say, to, to come from a perspective of here's how I can give of myself for your project, or here's how I can, or, or make your own work, you know, uh, do, if, if you know a good writer, if you know, a uh, or if you are a good writer and you know, a director, that kind of thing, um, the, the bar for entry to creating your own uh, content is, is much lower now. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't creating your own content doesn't just have to mean YouTube videos or TikTok or that kind of thing. You can make short films, you can do, you know, you can do sketch comedy, you can do all this kind of stuff and and it's it's much easier nowadays to do that and there are a lot of talented people out there who are looking for ways to to share what they've written and uh, or you know the work that they do with the world as well. So if you can find some of those people, you can make something and and create something. You don't need anyone's permission to create. What's one of the best compliments that you've ever received from your character on the show? Um, gosh, I mean, those ones that you read earlier are pretty good, <laughs> pretty good too. I mean, that's that's it's it's funny, but great. You know, the idea that this is the best character arc in the third season. Um, I think that's that's one that I'll frame. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, just honestly, just seeing in any small way that that people have responded to that, it, that's that's super gratifying. So. Do you have any upcoming projects that you're actually allowed to talk about that you'd like fans to know about or keep an eye out for? Wait, that is a good question. Um, do I have projects that I can actually talk about? I mean, you know, it's so funny because it used to be that you know people wanted wanted everybody to talk about this, this, you know, get the word out, and everyone everyone talk about it. And now it's like until it's until it's released, you can't say anything. <laughs> um, and so there's, uh, I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff that I've got coming out soon that you know doesn't need my publicity (laughs) to to, to talk about it uh there's a video game coming out next month that i'm in um and you'll hear about it um (laughs) so and 
Uh, and you'll see, and you know, all, all these things too. Like the best way to kind of, because yeah, right now I mostly can't talk about most of the stuff that that I've got coming out. But the day it comes out, it'll be on uh, on IMDb, and you can see it there. The other way, so uh, my website, just mention it here, is is Kaiser-Johnson.com. So Kaiser, a little dash johnson.com and there you can uh sign up for my email list and as soon as i'm allowed to talk about a project boy you better believe i'm going to talk about it uh so you know i'll uh email you about that and then um also on social media you know i'm i'm mentioning that kind of stuff but the the surest way to hear about everything i'm doing is through the email list and then i'll post some stuff on on instagram and on twitter so so if somebody wants to follow you on social media, how can they do that? I am at Kaiser Johnson, uh, both on Instagram and Twitter. So um, easy to find. Yeah, it's just just my name. Cool. So. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you being on the show today. My gosh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for interviewing me, Ash. I appreciate it. Stay strange, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.